Hi, I'm Ernie Hudson, and you're listening to the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. Welcome to episode 128 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, is Ian the Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Hi. It is Monday night, November 16th. Our good bro- our good buddy Brian the Brizzle's 38th birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Brizzle. For tonight's episode, we have a very special guest, Ooh. host of the Guest Room Podcast, a Star Trek expert, our friend Larry Ganny. Hi. I hope I don't disappoint you guys. I think you're going to do just fine. Okay. We usually spend most episodes, like last episode, talking about things like James Bond that we don't know a lot about. So tonight, we're going to talk Babylon 5. All right. (laughs) Sort of Star Trek, but we we can get into that. I mean, it's partly between Deep Space Nine and uh, Saturn Three, according to Big Bang Theory. For the longest time, I thought it was a Star Trek no. spinoff, <laughs> until I learned that it wasn't. But that's that's why we brought Larry on. <laughs> Saturn Three? I don't know anything. That's about a movie. I don't even know what that is. Oof. That's an old movie. The Deep Cut. This is going to be a very educational podcast. Proving his worth already. We're not even at housekeeping. <laughs> Speaking of which. Housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. Oh, well, you have to say it. I can't just go. He's giving you eyes. Oh, oh. it doesn't pick up that well. They can't, on the radio. they can't see eyes yet. McSauce, the final frontier. Oh, oh boy. my god. <laughs> oh man. If you are seeking new forms of entertainment, boldly go where no man. Wow, well, you know, like <laughs> ten or twelve people we go and visit McSauce.com. You can find our web comics, our comic book reviews, and this podcast at mcsauce.com. If you follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash mcsauce, you can find all the updates to the things that we're up to as well as what our good friends are up to as well. Our friend Larry is here from the Guest Room Podcast. You can find him at theguestroompodcast.libsynliberated.com syndication.com Nicely done, sir. Larry does a podcast that's about pop culture, films, all different kinds of things that that Larry is holds dear. James Bond, Star Trek, and drumming as well. Lots you, of drumming, yes. You do the, uh, the <clears throat> drum groove, drum of, groove the of the week, right? Yes, yes. I talk about Drums, drummers, and you know, it's probably entertaining to exactly one person in this room, but that would be me. Very good, because I hate it. No. <laughs> now, Larry. Yes, sir. Do you happen to know who the drummer for Iron Maiden is? You told me about 20 minutes ago, and I already forgot. Oh, <laughs> his name is Nico Suave. <laughs> <laughs> Nico Suave. <laughs> And we have a title. <laughs> what is his name? Nico something. N- Nico McBrain. Like, what? No, that's not right. Stop fucking with us. It's is that Nico really his McBrain. name? Brain. Yeah. No, it isn't. Google it. Somebody Google us. Your computer's right in front of you. You Google it. I'm in the middle of something over here. 
You are porn. No. If it's not can't porn, do that with the scores. close. <laughs> when does that ever stop you? So, <clears throat> do you have anything coming up on the guest room? Well, Larry? hopefully, next week will be some Rocky talk, which will kind of mirror the episode you guys did last week. You beat me to it. Uh, but I have no shame in ripping you guys off. We didn't mean to have Rocky talk. That's <laughs> just no, kind of how things happen. But l- let's call back to last week's episode because I know that Larry likes to talk about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard our rankings last week. Yes. That's actually what I was planning to do with my show. Okay. Can, can, wait, can you give the McSauce audience a little preview? Um, how would you rank the Rocky movies? Well, I will say this. I am one of the few people, and my intended guest is one who agrees with me, that likes Rocky Five. Oh, Rocky right. Five ranks higher on my list. I think all of you put it last. Yeah. Memory serves. Because yeah. it's terrible. Street fighting with Tommy Gunn, not a high point of Tommy the Tommy Gunn had a mullet. Tommy Gunn, well, it was the Pat. era of the mullet. Mullets weren't even cool then. Well, I had a mullet. You had a mullet. Not when Rocky Five came out. Rocky Five, Rocky came, Five out came out in 1990. 1990. I met you in high school in 1992. Oh, you had I a had a longer than Tommy Gunn. You did. You mean lengthwise, or you had for it for a longer time? For a longer time. time. Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> That's intense. Oh, you should have seen mine. <laughs> we had glorious mullets. We really did. I had I had those the, were the years for them. I was I was Tommy Gunn in the back, Seagal in the front. <laughs> <laughs> I put uh I think I may have put the hole in the ozone layer all by myself in those days. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. we need pictures absolutely. of that. Oh, I have you can one. dig them up. That needs to be the cover of the podcast oh, episode. Yeah. So again, the guest room podcast. You can also check him out on Facebook. Give him a follow. Give him a like. And it would uh, be much appreciated by us here at McSauce. But the reason why we're having you on, although you're very knowledgeable in Rocky, mm-hmm. we want to talk about Star Trek, a topic that we usually don't talk about very much on this show. I think we've maybe done it maybe two or three times. It's not very often. Yeah, I feel like we don't dedicate a lot of shows to Star Trek, but... There was that one time. That was about it. All I can, I can Star remember. Trek finds its way into different conversations here and there. But yeah, generally not a big topic of the McSauce podcast. Which is why we have an expert. Which is Larry Ganny. No pressure. No pressure. So the big news is, the impetus for doing all this is CBS is renewing a Star Trek series. Mm -hmm. They're going to premiere the pilot on the main network, on basic cable, and then they're taking the rest of the series to CBS All Access. All Access. Where you're going to have to pay $5.99. Like just, just regular TV, not basic cable. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's actually free Not video. cable at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, 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 you, so. you can still get CBS free. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. What's CBS All Access? It's their streaming platform. It's like their version of Netflix, basically. But it's just for CBS it's shit. It's just for CBS shit, yes. So, wait. Okay. <clears throat> right now, all it is is... And how much is that? $5 a month? Five ninety nine. And You can have... watch as much wow. How I Met Your Mother as you want. Five ninety nine for that. $8 for Netflix. How I Met Your Mother $8 was a CBS for Hulu, property. $12 for HBO Now. However much... I think it's $12 for Stars because everybody... You want to get the Ash show, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Then, wait, wait. wait. How much for stars? I think it's twelve dollars. How for stars? Streaming? 
Well, thirteen dollars. The only way to get they it. They only have like half a show. Well, so calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's twelve dollars a month through your cable provider because they don't have a separate streaming service. But can't you just get stars with your cable package? You can. It's twelve dollars a month. Right, it's twelve dollars a month, and with that, then you can stream it, just like HBO Go used to be before HBO Now. Um. I'm a little concerned that I don't have stars right now. Do you want stars for half the show that you just bitched about? <laughs> I thought I figured I can check I don't, out. Yeah, wait, Ash what's and, happening? Because I figured I can check out. You just Evil persuaded Dead, I want. Uh, no, I'm not gonna go out and spend twelve ninety nine just for Ash and the Evil Dead. But I figured I'd pay enough money for the Comcast cable package. Stars should be a part of that. Because that's a pre- anything else is. That's a premium channel. You have to pay for I Cinemax, be, yeah. Showtime, HBO. Stars is lumped in with Got all them. that stuff. Got them all. Except for Stars, which you don't have, which is one of those. No, but I do have all those. Showtime, Cinemax, Movie Channel, all, TMC, all that stuff. But they're all individual, though. This is this is news to me that you don't stars, have stars just doesn't come with all the shit. No. It's it's premium. It's oh a premium just like an HBO. Yeah, they have tits. I, I used to think just that like HBO does. I know. <laughs> premium channels. If it has tits, you have to pay for it. Now, does CBS Access have tits? No, unfortunately, no. No. What's but you know what it does? It has commercials because I I paid. I thought you were gonna say Star Trek and bring it home, but no, we're gonna talk about commercials. We're gonna talk about commercial. We're gonna talk about the streaming options on that um, platform because I had it for one month just to check it out. Um, My wife missed a crucial episode of NCIS or something like that. Your wife and my (laughs) wife ought to get together. crucial episode. She was melting down and I said, don't worry baby, I'm here to save the day. We will get the, the CBS all access pass or whatever. And this was before it was offered on you're... Are you done? It's a loud space bar. You can't hear any of the other keys. This was before it was offered through Apple TV, so you had to stream it on your computer and fling it to your TV or whatever. The quality is poor on the CBS application, and you have to sit through all of the commercials as well. So you can access all the older episodes if you miss something, or football runs too long, and your show doesn't tape. You, you can check all the shows out, but you yeah, have to watch all the commercials. And being the spoiled new age person that my wife is, she can't stand the commercials. So it was a no-go. She watched the episode, but it wasn't something worth keeping. I feel like if you're paying $5.99, you should not have to watch commercials. Or at the very least, bump it up a little bit. They have a no commercial option. Netflix should be the brand standard yes. for all access streaming services. Yes. Netflix, no commercials, eight ninety nine. CBS, go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. No commercials, bump it up to eight ninety nine. Even HBO Go has one one commercial for one show at the beginning of each episode, and that's fine. What I can handle that because it's not a first of all, it's not a product ad. Yeah, it's something that I might watch. Yeah, exactly. What, what about HBO Now? Does that 
force you to watch a commercial as well? I don't know. I, th- I feel like it's the same thing. I still only use HBO Go, so I'm not sure if... Mm-hmm. Because I'm stealing the password from my parents. So right. I don't... I don't know how HBO now works. You fucking freeloader. I know, right? <laughs> I get that. I get Showtime. I can watch The Affair. Have you been watching that? I'm catching up on it. I don't like it all that I've much, heard to be honest. I've heard a lot about it. Oh, Nico McBrain is ugly as fuck. <laughs> That's his name. I've heard a lot about The Affair, a lot of positive stuff. <clears throat> I haven't watched it yet, but I, Joshua Jackson's in it. Josh He's great. Jackson sold me when he was on Fringe, so I'm thinking about checking it out. Yeah, I don't really like the main woman in it. She's got this like fishy mm. mouth. Who is that? I don't know. I, I went there too. Yeah, I you know. went there fishy mouth? No, he said fishy mouth. I thought vagina. But. Oh. No, 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 no. Her mouth is. It just looks like it's a like, little like fish. Looks like a vagina. Yeah. I wish it looked like a vagina. <laughs> then I'd be totally in. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not. Uh, is it Ruth Wilson? Ruth Wilson, yeah. Dominic West, however, main, main, I don't know if he's a hero in this. I don't think that adultery is a heroic oh, act, I guess. Yeah. Protagonist. But, yeah. Protagonist. But he was the main character in The Wire. Great show. Still you ever watched The Wire? Still haven't watched The Wire. No. I've, I've been seeing it. I've one episode of The Wire. I've been told by so many people that, that The Wire is like amazing. It is amazing. I'd probably like it. That's what I hear from everyone. Like, I feel like just from all the bits and pieces of The Wire I've picked up from Friends and from other television shows that The Wire is the greatest show of all time. It might be reaching the too much hype portion for you, though, at this point. If you're hearing it from other TV shows, maybe you can't watch it. The last time I heard a show was amazing, it was Breaking Bad. Not amazing. Did you watch it? Yeah. How much of it? Three seasons. Wow. Three seasons. You got through you went, three seasons. You went deep. I think that's pretty deep. Three yeah. seasons. I've never it watched was, it. It was legit sampling, for sure. Not that good. I thought you were going to say three episodes. So that's now, good. overrated or just mediocre? Mm, definitely overrated. Yes. I would, I would probably lean toward kind of mediocre. Hmm. I, I thought it was really slow moving. Yeah. When it was on and it was good, it was on. But it was too... Um, Plotting. Yeah, it, it took too long to get to the point too much that setup. it was... Yeah, maybe too much setup. Too much filler mm-hmm. is what it was. I can deal with setup. But this is a, a, a problem with um, television for me is that there's, there's, too, much, um, there's too much filler. Like mm-hmm. Walking Dead, a lot of filler. I thought Breaking Bad, a lot of filler. Even something as beloved as Game of Thrones, I think there's a lot of filler in there. Something that I don't think has had a lot of filler, the re-envisioned J.J. Abrams Star Trek film. All action all the time! All God, flash. it's fucking flashing! No filler. <laughs> I really, I'm, I'm a longtime Star Trek fan, and I really like that Because film. at the time, J.J. was like, I'm never going to get to do Star Trek. I'm never going to get to do Star Wars. I need to do Star Wars right now. And he made Trek Wars. Pretty much. And then... I watch it every Christmas. I love it to death. And then he tried to do The Dark Knight. What? In the Star Trek universe. The the second one? Yeah, I believe that was his intention to kind of do a Dark Knight-esque 
type gonna, of thing. I'm gonna need you. So. Yeah, expound on that. That's you have a. You take the franchise's most beloved villain. You try to weave this plot through him, and you get a very dynamic actor to play it. And you have a very darker story, which has uh, themes of morality, themes of loss, that kind of stuff. So it's kind of Dark Knight-esque, in my opinion. Do you think that the fact that J.J. denied that Khan was yes. in the film the whole time... <laughs> he doesn't even know what the yes. question is. Yes. <laughs> that hurt. Here's, here, is my, here is my belief. The Dark Knight with the Joker, it was the fucking Joker from day one. Balls to the wall, Joker. Yeah, could you imagine First if, scene in if the, movie. the whole time Christopher Nolan's like, guys, it's not the Joker. It's not the Joker. I it's not wish. The Joker. That would have been so hilarious. First scene in the movie, Joker. Boom. Not, not. We don't know it's con till the middle of the fucking movie, and they deny it's con the entire time. If you're gonna do con, just fucking do con. Go balls to the wall with it. So they do this sort of pussyfooting around who he is, and then they make him sympathetic. Like, we feel sort of bad for him. The real villain of that story is the corrupt Admiral. I think the character of Khan in The Wrath of Khan is sympathetic. Because he, he... lost his wife. He lost his wife, and they put him on this planet, and they're like, oh, you'll be cool here. Then things happen. The, the planet explodes, and then that changes the Good. way that the planet... Mm-hmm. So atmosphere behaves, and he... are you sure you need me here? Ian seems like he's got his shit down. No, 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 But I mean, I thought he was a sympathetic character. He was totally a fucking villain. He was Ahab. That's who he was. Ahab is a sympathetic character because he suffered loss at the hands of the whale. But are you pers- into that? That Moby Dick. Yeah, the no. the the Thor. V Moby Dick film that they're making this Where's Christmas. Moby Dick? Yeah, Chris. I don't know. It's like Into the Sea or something. It's not yeah. called Moby Dick. Oh, and it is Thor. In the, the story, in, oh, the Heart of the Sea or something. Heart of the Sea. Yeah. No. Yeah. Are you, no? no. Okay. It's the the story that Moby Dick was, was inspired from. inspired right. from. Right. I didn't know that that was a real story. I didn't either. It looks ridiculous. Yes. Like I don't feel. This would it be is better a, if they just called it Moby Dick? I think. Well, it would here's be. the thing. They're they should just to, fucking do again. Like, Khan, just do Moby Dick. Don't pussy around. We'll get to Star Trek here in a second, but based on that preview of the whale movie, it looks like that's more fantastical than the book Moby Mm. Dick, right? So usually when you take, like, the basis for the story that you want to tell, you exaggerate it. You make it greater and, like, more entertaining in ways. But this looks like this whale's bigger than Moby Dick, and... Uh, it, it was had more of like it was going after these uh, whalers with a vengeance for some reason. <clears throat> Why? I, I just don't understand. Why I not watched, just do Moby Dick? I watched just the trailer for it and I was like, like the trailer starts and it's you know oh you know seafaring blah blah blah. I was like oh this is Admiral and the Commander something Master like Commander, that yeah. yeah whatever yeah. And then it's the whale and I'm like oh it's. Moby Dick, and then it's super well, and I'm like, oh, it's Deep Blue Sea meets Moby Dick. Like, what's happening? It's Moby Jaws. <laughs> but they're billing it as this is the true story. No, it's not. No, None it's of neither not. are true stories. Well, supposedly it's a true story, but like it says, inspired it by looks true events. Ridiculous. Yeah. The story that inspired that those are saying the story that inspired Moby Dick. Why don't they just make Moby Dick? Moby make- Dick's got like the the classic characters that like haven't been represented in the 
certainly not the 21st century and probably not for decades before. Not, not in our lifetime. And is anyone at this point going to be like, doesn't hold up to the original? The original is so fucking old. Is there an original? Yeah, like, what, Gregory Peck, right? Was that Moby Dick? I don't think it was. He did, didn't he, no, was that 20,000 Leagues or that was Kirk Douglas? I don't know. I don't know. So, regardless, I'll, I'll, we'll, I'll handle the But here's, here's what I agree. I agree that just... It is fucking, Gregory Peck. It is Gregory Peck. Nicely done. It is. Moby Dick also 1956. has... 1956. Also has brand recognition. People will Seriously. go see Moby Dick before they go see In the Heart of the Sea. People yeah. still call big penises Moby Dick, not The Heart of the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> not until, until versus the whale. <laughs> until this winter. I was. I didn't know well, what the fuck. Coming you were, to a bedroom near. Well, I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. You're like, you went on this Thor versus the whale thing. What there the, was. I didn't, I didn't know what it was <laughs> called. I just knew that it was Thor yeah. and Moby Dick. Yes. But um, there was a Moby Dick in 2013. But there really? Was? Yeah. That's yeah but I don't think it was. It starred Jonathan Lemelli and Jay Hunter Morris. There was one with Henry Thomas and Patrick Stewart in 1998. That had to have been a TV movie. So Henry Thomas doesn't do theatrical releases. Now, <laughs> now this begs the question, uh, Larry, do you yes. remember in Star Trek IV? Yes. It was the search to save the whales. Mm-hmm. Now That's my second favorite Star Trek everybody's movie. Favorite. Everybody, that's everybody's favorite aside from Khan. Yes. What is so great about that one that really... Because it... it to me, as an outsider, it seems like that's a comedy. It is a comedy. It, it's a comedy with a message. So it is a message movie, too. What's the message? The message is save the whales. Very simple. <laughs> <Star> <laughs> question. Have we ever saved the whales? That. The greatest Star Trek movie. My wife agrees with you. Because she's a genius. I mean, technically, yes. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. I, um... What did... All right. Star Trek, the original series, was very funny. It had it was built on banter. It was built on the family atmosphere of the cast. It was well aware of its sense of humor? Yes. Okay. Star Trek IV is the, really the one classic Star Trek movie that got that atmosphere back. Mm-hmm. So you had banter. You had the characters interacting with one another. And they had been together so long that it really felt they're so familiar. There was no clunkiness about it. They, were, they would walk down the street and you felt like these are just two guys you know. It's were like, you more of a fan of the original series? And that's why you liked the fourth movie? Because I feel like a lot of older fans mm-hmm. get into... My parents love the fourth Star Trek movie. Yeah. I, um... Well, Khan is my favorite. But... You know, my indoctrination into Star Trek was the movies. It wasn't the original series originally. I watched... Um, because when you're a kid, yeah. the original series sucks. Well, it's... Yeah. I mean, I never had a problem with, you know, clunky production values or anything like that. That well, never bothered me. because when you're a kid, TV. you can justify all that stuff and it doesn't matter. Larry, but it was on TV so much and, like, did you care that much what production values when you were... When, I, when I'm in my room and I'm watching on my 13-inch black no, and white TV. you don't care, but the but at the same time, you're watching He-Man and Transformers, and you're seeing Star Wars. And then Star Trek, the, the original series, is a handful of guys talking in a room. As a kid, that's not exciting whatsoever. But then when you get to the movies, 
bigger production values. You know, you see the enterprise do some more shit. Then you get more of that. You get you know some of those you know grander feelings for these movies. Larry, I know we're fighting. I have a point. On a we'll come right back to your point. I have, I have odd taste. Certainly, I was a fan of before I ever got into genre filmmaking, science fiction, fantasy, the like. I watched regular dramatic movies, like people talking in a room. I was into suspense films. I was into you know, I watched like I watched The Godfather when I was twelve, and I enjoyed it and understood it. I think. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. But when you're when you're twelve, at that point, things are starting to shift. Yeah. Well, I didn't get into Star Trek till I was about that age. Okay. So I didn't watch it as a small that child. Was, that was going to be my question. Okay. What was your Star Trek gateway drug? Was it the Next Generation? Nope. It was the classic movies. The my, classic movies. My gateway drug, honestly, was. Not even Star Trek. It was Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Okay. Saw that movie, the summer of '89. That big summer. That was the summer that I really became a, the geek that I am. Okay. So, so I saw that. I saw Batman. I was all in on that shit. Okay, and then <laughs> then I just then you went into Star Trek. So it would have been the the Undiscovered Country. Would have Undiscovered been... Country came out a couple years later. I watched the original movies first. I rented them on VHS because that was my option. And, yeah, the first one I saw in theaters was Undiscovered Country in 91. And that was your first one that you saw? No, it was the first one I saw in the theater. I saw them all prior to that, and so, I watched a handful of episodes. So the motion picture was your first mm-hmm. one? Yeah, motion picture was the first and, thing I and saw. And you, you continued on after that? Yes, I did. <laughs> now, yes, the, the yes, first one is, is regarded as the worst of all the Star Trek movies. That's wrong. Which one's the fifth one? Is the fifth worst? Fifth one's the worst. Okay, that's, fifth one that's the final frontier. Final frontier. Final frontier. That is uh, which the, is a fucking cool name. Yeah, well, but space, maybe the not. Final. It's it's uh, it's a mess. It is absolutely a mess. I rem- I remember seeing the trailer <clears throat> for that. The trailer made it look great. That's actually why I wanted to watch Star Trek. Because yeah. during Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade... Is that what it was it. attached to? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And the trailer looked awesome. I was like, this is great. Then I went and watched everything else and I'm like oh the fifth one sucks but the other ones are good okay so let's go back to the first one. first one yes slow yes my, so let me give you some my Star sure. Trek kind of history which is not very robust but uh, my brother is a big Star Trek fan okay older brother younger brother he's two years older than me okay fucking Tony Cassell ruining Star <clears throat> Trek for Matt this is the root of the problem right That's and he's also a big he's Transformer also a big Transformers fan. I know. fan I finally realized it so you have older brother issues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, I can remember when uh, the the Next Generation show was in syndication. He would watch it after school, mm-hmm. and like I think I would see it on TV and just roll my eyes. Like I'm like, how do you even watch this? I hate this show. It's so boring. I'd want to watch Double Dare, whatever the fuck was on at the time, right? Double Dare was pretty good. So it was he, super sloppy. He was. <laughs> Much like Star Trek Five, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, so he would watch that, and he would be really into it, and I just didn't get it. But then he started getting the movies. Your brother than two you? years. So then he started getting the um, the movies like Slow on down. on uh, VHS, mm-hmm. and I thought this will be my opportunity to check it out, right? Because right. you know what, I may have seen the Undiscovered Country first before anything in the theater. 
but I didn't really get anything. I had no context. Yeah, for it, that's so just, that's the last worst thing to see first because every joke is an inside joke yeah. in that movie. Wait, but, your first so, ex, your first Star Trek experience was Undiscovered Country. I believe it was. Yeah. So but Tony that, was a big fan. Everything. Tony was a big fan, but he didn't watch any of the good movies at home or you guys didn't have like I, I tapes think, or I anything think, like that well I saw Undiscovered Country in the theater okay and then my brother was really into um, the Next Generation show and from there he got the VHS tapes I remember he would get a couple for Christmas and then maybe a couple more the next year and I remember I was kind of interested in maybe trying to start from the beginning because mm-hmm. at that time I had my three Star Wars movies which I loved so much but I wanted more and Star Trek seemed like a good place to go because there weren't any more Star Wars so got to start at the beginning and I and I couldn't even make it through that first movie it was and it's a slog it's a slog and yeah. bear in mind I was not an intelligent child and it nor are you an intelligent <laughs> and Star Trek traditional sci-fi yes yeah until JJ right and that's another thing I realized I'm not a big sci-fi guy no, you're, like more, Star you're, Tre- you're more fantasy fantasy than, right yeah. Star Trek kind of like taught me I don't like sci-fi that much like I like aspects of it mm-hmm. but the sci-fi that I like always have those fantasy elements to yeah. them yeah, like, Star- like the Matrix yes. would have yeah. the fantasy elements and, and Star Wars Star Wars and Terminator stuff like that more action like you take like it's sci-fi but then you inject a really healthy dose of like another genre into mm-hmm. it that I can get into but like what are what are some more like just straight up even more contemporary but straight up sci-fi experiences like Ex Machina is I didn't straight see up that one, sci-fi. That is experience. that is hardcore straight intellectual science fiction. Yeah. Um, the Martian just came out recently. Oh, I saw The Martian. You like it? Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, The Martian was good. Yeah. Although I felt like that was that was more a survival movie. Well, see, that's that's my point about science fiction and why I think I like Star Trek Four so much because science fiction, to me, like you talk about wanting to have your science fiction with like more action elements and that yeah. sort of thing. It can be so many things. It can be comedic. It can be a survival story, a dramatic story. I find that, and this is the Star Wars influence, is that so many movies try to be that. That sci-fi with a lot of shit blowing up. And that can work, but it doesn't always have to be that. It's mm-hmm. it's hard for films or cartoons or TV shows to ignore the fact that Star Wars with that specific blend of action and sci-fi was so popular. Oh, yeah. Um, this, a couple days ago, over the weekend, me and my wife sat down and we were watching videos on YouTube and we were watching the top 25 cartoon theme songs and from the 80s and 90s and all the properties from the 80s TV that we love, it really hit home. It was all space and fantasy mm-hmm. and some kind of mixture of robots, outer space, and then something else, be it dinosaurs or medieval kind of things. Yeah. Or hawks. Or I'm trying hawks. to think what other like like stuff in the last few years is totally straight up sci fi. Straight sci fi. Like, Interstellar. Interstellar. Yes. That's the one I was thinking of. Movie yes. I, movie I loved. And I kind of like that. Did you see Interstellar in the theater? 
I saw it twice in the theater. Did you? Yes. I saw it at home, mm-hmm. and I had breaks, and I had naps, and I loved it. But I don't think I would have liked it as much I, if I had to sit through the whole thing. I saw it in IMAX, and I was basically riveted the entire time. I didn't even realize I had to piss. <clears throat> You're a sci-fi dork. I am, and I have no problem with that. I read Asimov, I read Heinlein, I read... I mean, to me, straight sci-fi, that kind of thing, that is my bread and butter. You're putting me to sleep right now. Fuck you. You unintelligent son of a bitch. That's fine. That's fair. (laughs) I can't fight that. It really is fair. It's also very accurate. Oh. Primer? Have you ever seen Primer? Never even heard of Primer. No, it's a time travel... It's a, like... You don't need me on yeah, this that, fucking you show. You know what that is, you asshole? <laughs> no, I don't. See, look, I can't. Why don't we let the adults talk? <laughs> should, should Paul and I go to the kids' table over here? <laughs> Primer's a low-budget, like, two-man sci-fi film about um, two scientists that build a time machine out of a refrigerator, basically. Okay. And the things that can happen when you start going back in time and... Um, so I, Another really good sci-fi movie was The Fantastic Four. Josh Trank's Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I ran right out to see that one. Yeah. Stop trying to get to the adult table. <laughs> <laughs> when you slammed me for being a dummy about Interstellar, you were essentially like, you're a poopy head. <laughs> <laughs> and you cast yourself to the kids' table with me, you asshole. <laughs> and he was like, well... Larry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry that I was bringing up another sci-fi contemporary film. Isn't that what we were talking about? Or at, I'm sorry. I'll just sit here. Whatever. You need some tape for your what glasses, I- you dork. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm the only one with glasses here. Oh, boy. And I look beautiful. But you're not the only one that needs glasses here. Oh. That's true. I mean, not I, me. I have perfect vision. I wear reading glasses. I'm super blind, so... Why aren't yes. you wearing glasses? I have contacts. Oh, okay. Why don't you wear contacts? Because I have a severe astigmatism. I would have to get them custom made. That'll do it. Yep. It's expensive. Yeah. What other person... Anyway, fucking... Don't even discuss it. Nerd jocks. What do we want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I have arthritis in my left knee due to an old knee injury. <laughs> How's you hurt your knee? Uh, work. Yeah? Yeah. Science Strange. fiction stuff. Day after day, beating it up. Yeah, absolutely. People don't get hurt in science fiction movies. You didn't see x Machina. Like, fuck robots, right? That'll hurt your dick. Bullshit. Well, they'll find out then. I'll watch it eventually. It's very good. Might not be up your alley. Though. Even the promise of fucking robots wasn't enough. I think there's. I think that's like a mirage. There. I think ultimately it's a sci-fi movie with I, the allure of pornography. I think over that you would you would like it. I think you both would like it. It has tits in it. Okay. I like those. Hey, Bush. Wow. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. It's uh, synthetic. Doesn't matter. Okay. As long as it goes up. To the bottle. What? <laughs> Welcome to the mix up. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. All I know he is. He likes very asshole and he wants to. Not even, I'm going to stop him. Right. Right at home. Oh, somebody's comfy and cozy. <laughs> well, all I had was one shot. And I'm so already Larry, talking about. Larry, you grew up as a Star Trek fan. 
Not Star really. Trek's been off the air. You've, you're the biggest Star Trek fan at the table. You think? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You've been a Star Trek fan for a long time. Yeah. There's been no legitimate Star Trek on television for years. Since that 10 years has been gone. Now they're bringing it back. Well, yes. Wait, wait, what was the last thing they had? Enterprise, the prequel series starring Scott Bakula. Oh, that's right, yeah. Did you like that show? I liked some things about it. Did you like all the subsequent series after Next Generation? Deep Space Nine was great. It started off clunky. Who was the captain on Deep Space Nine? Cisco. Cisco. The, Let the me ask guy. you this. Yes, what the, was, yes, the black guy. Ian, what, was black the, guy. Um, what was the show that started with the premiere episode with a big... Space battle. Was Janeway Star was that, Trek or was that? That was Deep Space Nine. Space Nine. Yes. And my brother, that's what he would do. He would he would like try to entice me because he knew you know I like Star mm-hmm. Wars, but he's like, you gotta check it out. This is a great battle. There's ships flying all over. And in my head, okay, maybe there's some condescension going on in my head. I'm like, maybe you fucking nerd. Like, I bet I bet it looks like shit. I bet it's not at all entertaining. It probably looks like like the ships are made out of pieces of paper like that they throw across the, the screen. This is not Plan 9 from Outer Space. Larry, we have to I deal know, with this every week. I, no, I listen to you every week. I have to deal with this every week, too. <laughs> he has to deal with it, and he can't respond. Every, every Thursday no, at work, I'm like, that fucking condescending prick. <laughs> <laughs> listen to me. I'm saying this is what I thought as a kid when my brother would try to entice me. Mm. Like today, I'd be more open-minded, but but back then. And plus, it's I, a brotherly rivalry. I understand. There's that too. Yeah. There's a reason that I hate Elvis <clears throat> Presley. It's because my father bombarded me with Elvis Presley my entire life. Mm-hmm. I cannot listen to Elvis Presley. No Can't. blue suede shoes. Fuck no. So I get it. I do get it. See, I feel like my mom bombarded me with Star Trek. Yeah. But eventually, I grew to love Star Trek. Came around to it. Right. Like I wasn't having. I was at. I wasn't at the right age to get into Next Generation. Yeah. Whenever it was in its prime. Yeah, you needed to be like college age to appreciate that. I think. But the first movie I saw was Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. and I think that was strategically introduced by my mom. She's a smart she lady. Knew. Smart lady. She probably only had two options at that point, like either the motion picture or Wrath of Khan. I don't think I saw Wrath of Khan until close to Voyage Home came out. Really? What's that one? I had seen Voyage Home's the Whales. Star Trek IV Save the Whales. I had seen tons of the original series, and I had seen enough Next Generation, and I was always like, man. Wrath of Khan was so ingrained. Like, I watched it so many times. That when the trailer for the Search for Spock came out, I I was I was excited. I was like, oh, a new Star Trek. And then I saw the Enterprise going down in a ball of flames, and I was really upset. Mm-hmm. Star Trek had been that much a part of my life up until the trailer for the third one. So it's weird that Matt. It sounds like you didn't watch Star Trek until you were about eight, nine, ten years old. And it sounds like it was pretty late for you, too, Paul. You don't have me beat. I didn't watch Star Trek until I was 11. I was like four when I watched Wrath of Khan. Yeah. No, no, man. I was probably, yeah. Well, I probably saw my first Star Trek. Undiscovered Country was, was 91, 91. December 91. 91. You know, because fr- I can remember my friend Craig, he was like, Oh, Star Trek's just like Star Wars. We gotta it's go not. check it out. Craig's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Craig. Yeah, Rathacon came out in 82. I definitely saw that in 84. So, 
I was, I was Star Trek adopters. I was aware of pretty much all this shit. Star Trek, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all the shit I wasn't watching, I was aware of. It just was not the right time for me, I guess. <clears throat> you mentioned, um, I believe on your podcast, Larry, you mentioned that Star Wars mm-hmm. probably doesn't even rank in your top, maybe your top ten. Easily Definitely my, no. not your top five. Easily my top ten. Maybe not my top five. Can you can you give us your top? Well, ten? Let me think about well, this. Well, actually, I don't. I don't want to. Let's stay on Star Trek right now a little bit because I want to go let's through. Let's stay on Star Trek. No, seriously. Would, I would, we'll come back to. Larry's I would list. like to clarify. I was at least eight mm-hmm. when I saw Wrath of Khan, which led into three and then four when it came out in the theaters. Because mm-hmm. I absolutely saw Voyage Home in the theater. So I don't think that's too. I don't think that's very late. Like I had no, that's Star not Trek from a very that's day. earlier yeah, than I was me. Just super mm-hmm. early. That was earlier than me. The first one I saw in the theater was Undiscovered Country in '91. I was 13. That's crazy. By then I was. Did you home. love it when you saw it, or did yes. you? Okay. So. You did. That, that was the final. Yeah. What's Undiscovered Country? What movie is that? What happens in there? That's the one where Kirk gets arrested for plotting to kill the Klingon president. That's not the one where God. That's no, that's, that's not fi- the that's God Final God. Frontier. Final Frontier. That's the mess. Okay. okay. Anytime you mention the word G O D, no. Okay. Doesn't doesn't work. <clears throat> I get those two confused all the time. So, Star Trek Six was the final movie with the Hulk original cast. original cast. Although then, Shatner came back for one more. Right. Then they went into the Next Generation films, which yeah. I think they did four. Correct. Four. And only so one really fir- good one though. The first one was Generations. Generations. That's the one with where Kirk and Picard. I always say Shatner and Picard. I always fuck it up. But Kirk so and Picard. Kirk and Picard. What was? You didn't like that movie at all. You know what? I there. I will watch it because there's a lot. I like those two together. I think they actually have really good chemistry. There's a little bit to like, but the you know the plot's a mess. The they use this time travel, space, phenomenon thing to bring them together, and it's a very thin uh, concoction. But don't like in Star Trek continuity, mm-hmm. they exist in the same yeah. timeline. Yeah, absolutely. Like, why not just use them in the same timeline together? Well, because they're thousands of years apart. No, there's actually no. They're only about a hundred years well, apart. A hundred years? Yeah, no, roughly those. Eight, I think it's like eighty years apart. All right, so I'm I'm wrong then because I thought Kirk was still alive during no. the card days. No, that's why it's the twenty fourth next, next generation, generation, which are not usually a thousand years, right? Yeah. Ian? Right, but this or, Kirk is also not the same time. Is the next generation <laughs> from Heinz Ward, and he's still alive. Wait, Wait what's that? Right. I said this current Steelers team is the next generation from Heinz Ward, and he's still alive. I don't know. I don't know if it's this, the next generation. It's not. It's still but you, once but you, Ben retires, right. then it'll but be you the see, next generation. You, you know what I mean. 80 years. This, is, this is the next generation after <laughs> Bill Cowher. <laughs> okay. So after we had generations, they got into first contact. Yes. That's the good one, That's right? the best one, yeah. That's the one where they bring in the guy from, again, time travel, right? And they bring yes. in the scientist... Who invented warp drive? Who invented warp drive? Scotty. No. <sighs> Sorry. Doc Brown. And then no. And then from there they did was insurrection. It nem- insurrection. Then Nemesis. An insurrection featured the Borg. No, First Contact featured the Borg. Okay. Well, what was the the, the Borg went back? You dummy. The Borg went back in time to, to stop First Contact, which was humans meeting Vulcans. 
That's Spock's race, in case you didn't. That was the very first time yes. that humans. <laughs> oh, I want that it's in there, more. <laughs> I'll taste your own medicine. I feel like he and I are having a very pleasant discussion. This is actually quite quite good. It is very good. Yes. Yeah. Nice to see you guys play. Yes. So. They go back to stop first contact by destroying. The reason that first contact happens is because Cochran, the guy who builds the ship, he builds the first warp ship, the Vulcans detect it, and they say, oh, humans can travel through space, we'll go talk to them. Okay. So the Borg go back to destroy the ship. The Enterprise has to follow them and stop them. It's actually something you'd like. It's very, it's, an, it's kind of an action-oriented movie. Who's the main cast of this next That's next generation. That's Picard. Picard. And then is Wesley Crusher in that film? Wesley Crusher's not in any of the films, other than he has a cameo in Nemesis. Man, I'd be pissed if I was Will Wheaton. You know what he was? He was in Toy Soldiers, uh, but he gets Toy killed on soldiers. steps. No. So is that a song? I'm assuming it yeah, is. Martika. Oh, how dare you guys also have a name? Fucking kidding. Who? Mar- Mar- Who Martika. The, more importantly, jam. okay, let me ask you this. Who was the drummer on that song? <laughs> Nico McBrain. Niels McBrain. <laughs> Niels McBrain. So, okay, then we have Insurrection, and who was the villain in that? Some generic alien of the week. It was not a great story. And then they go to Nemesis, which, which is... I remember I rented, and I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. Do there you was... know who the villain is in that, <clears throat> Matt? Um... Bane. <laughs> what? It's the actor who played Bane. It's, it's Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. It was Tom Hardy? It's a yeah. really thin... Yeah. Anorexic. It's a really young Tom. Correct BMI. He's like Tom Hardy. He's like remember it's Tom Hardy if Matt met his BMI. (laughs) The promotional the promotional materials for Nemesis. Nemesis looked really cool. I remember everything was very green Mm. and black and kind of like spooky looking and um, the villain was kind of in shadows and stuff and and it just looked cool. Mm. I just didn't really enjoy it when I saw it. Yes, that's him. He's bald. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Nutra Slim. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Do I look like Tom Hardy? Almost, no, not no. at all. Okay. Almost no. unrecognizable Tom Hardy. I mean, you look like Tom Hardy in Nemesis, not Tom Hardy in Mad Max. Right. Wait, I look, I look like that? More so than the Mad Max Tom well, Hardy. I don't look like either one. Right? Well, no, you don't. Well, okay. the thing is, from the guy who thought he looked like Tom uh, Hardy's a man. Paul thought he looked like Edward Burns. He still I fucking do look like <laughs> Edward Burns. He still thinks that because it's true. Do you look like Edward Burns's lesser younger brother? Well, ugly lesser. brother, yeah, <laughs> but still in the family. You're the leftover crap. <laughs> That's drop, good stuff. Dropping the twins reference. It's a twins Boom. reference. Right there. Don't you two fist. <laughs> Who'd have thought Matt and I would have gotten along? I know. He so didn't want to have you on. He was like, Matt's going to. I was so worried. It wasn't that I didn't want to have you on. I oh, thought he doesn't Matt want was going to be a vicious pit bull. So after Nem- uh, Nemesis, then break, then a break, yeah. and then J.J. Abrams got involved. Yes. And I, we can talk more about these because I've actually seen these more recently. Mm-hmm. I gotta hear what your take is on the on the J.J. Abrams the fir- movies. The first one, I approach everything with cautious optimism because I'm excited to see it, but I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a slam dunk because I don't know what's gonna be. I, at the time, I was a big see, fan. See, I'm the of, complete opposite of you. Okay. Like I go into things, man, it's gonna be fucking. Unless it's Fantastic Four, it's gonna be fucking awesome. I can't wait. 
and I have all my hopes and dreams riding on the mm. crest of this like wave of of um, nerddom. Yes. And uh, usually it doesn't work out. But I learned that lesson from Phantom Menace. Honestly, no offense, but oh, that's okay. These guys would agree with you. Yeah. That was that we was were we were both really excited for Phantom Menace. Right. Went in and watched it multiple times. Saw it twice on opening day. Fifteen times total. I saw it thrice total. Fifteen times in the theaters. Yes. Yeah, I saw the frame ticket stubs. I saw it. I saw it three times. The first two times I saw it back to back weeks, and I was, I was buying into the hype, and then I went back again like two months later. And I was like, wait a minute. Then you bought into the hype the other way. Well, I always just started. I this is what I do. I overthink. I've everything. always been forgiving of Phantom Menace more so than a lot of other people. There are things of there are things about it I like. I love Liam Neeson and most Attack of, things. Attack of the Clones is the is the it's the big dog. misstep. Yeah, I will beat up Attack of the Clones all day, but I don't shit on Attack of the Clones. I don't shit on Phantom Menace like most people do. There's a lot of good stuff in the Phantom Menace. But anyway, anyway, continue. back to the J.J. Abrams. I saw first one. yeah, I saw this is a cool story because I saw it in the in uh, South Hills Village Mall. Or South Hills Village for those um, out of Pittsburgh listeners. Upper St. Clair, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh suburb. South of the city of Pittsburgh. South of the city of Pittsburgh, yes. It's near where I live. Um, In the theater was a group of people who knew Zachary Quinto. Because he is from... Zachary Quinto is from from Mount Lebanon, right? Green Tree. Green Tree. Green Tree is... Where is that? It's similarly located. Closer to Pittsburgh, but... Closer to the city, but just directly south. south, yes. And I live in between those two locations. Isn't Green Tree West? Southwest. Or is that, that's Green... No, Greensburg's East. Yeah, Green Tree's West. Why so would they have a Greensburg West. and a Green Tree kind of in the same area? They're not even close They're to each totally other. Totally and a McKee's Rocks <laughs> and a McKee's, and a McKee's Sport. Sport. What the fuck's happening? McKee's there? Rocks and McKee's Sport are closer than Green Tree and Greensburg. And they're not close at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're, they're still, like, Pittsburgh vicinity, like... Green Tree and Greensburg are I like can Nashville not. and Denver. If you find <laughs> if you find yourself in either they're both west of Pittsburgh, you're in trouble. You should probably go home at that point. I grew up in McKees Rocks. I'm there every Tuesday to visit my dad. Call your township. What? That was Matt. Disney Drive. I was call your township. That was Moon Township, and I didn't grow up there. Moon. I lived there when I didn't. Right. I lived there until I was a teenager, an older teenager. Speaking of moons, they pass moons in Star Trek. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> they hid behind the moon in the first JJ movie. They that, did that great shot of it rising up and Saturn's behind it, and that made the uh, the Starfleet crest, but sideways. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, yeah, no. He's an artist. Yeah, um, I. Yeah, it was fun to see their reaction because they knew him and they just got really geeked about seeing him up on the big screen. It was very cool. I really, really, really like the first movie. Like, I've watched it about at least 20 or 30 times. Now, how does that compare to The Whales? I still like The Whales better. So, does it go Whales, JJ? Um, It goes Con, Whales. Well, Con, then Whales. Then Borg, First Contact, then JJ. Okay. I need to watch First Contact. That's what this list tells me. Yeah, it's really good. Are you more of a fan? I'm getting that you're more of a fan of the original cast. I like them both, but when it comes to the movies, the original cast was way better. 
the next generation just never found their footing other than first contact it it always at least in the the bits that i saw of the next generation movies it, it they kind of felt like extended shows right yeah pretty much like they never really kind of had that that gravitas of like yeah of <laughs> shatner do you right. think that say what you want about william shatner's acting he is a movie star though he's right. big he's bold he you know patrick stewart is also a movie star though is he though I don't know. Tell me that he's not. He's got to be more condescending than me. At the moment, yeah. This is is what probably hurt the Next Generation cast, that it was so close to the the series being on television. Absolutely. That it was linked. You're going to keep that in your mind, Mm. that these are TV actors. I was thinking about this recently. What movies do you know Patrick Stewart from? Star Trek and X-Men. Right. What else? A Christmas Carol. He did some movie with Mel Gibson. That wasn't a theatrical movie, was it? It's a conspiracy theory. It was a movie, though, wasn't it? You know what I mean. He was in Lord of the Rings. He played Gandalf. Oh, wait, no. That's his friend. That's his friend. Magneto. I'm teasing. (laughs) I know that. So, So by proxy, Ian McKellen, super big movie star. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, like, Patrick's... Um, Because Patrick Stewart, I feel like he is held in higher regard as an actor... You said William Shatter, but he's known for just as much. What do you know Patrick Stewart from? Patrick Stewart was Next in Generation. X-Men. And X-Men. What he, do you know Shatter from? TJ Hooker and Star Trek. Shit, my Boston dad says. Boston Legal. Boston Legal. That was, shit, my dad says. Patrick Stewart was in the Royal Shakespeare. The Twilight he was also Zone. in, yes, he was in my favorite episode of the Twilight Zone. One-off episodes of a long-ago series don't count. He needs that yeah, but it's a t- But it's a product. TV series. It was the no. Gremlin episode. Really good episode. I know. Almost, almost the most famous Twilight Zone episode. That's Are right. we all Twilight Zone direct, Directed by Richard Donner. That's director right. Director of the Lethal Weapon really? series. Holy yeah. shit. Or, and, and the Goonies. And, and, and Superman. Superman. Assholes. Why don't you fist bump your way out of here? <laughs> I love Superman. Absolutely. He said the Goonies, and I was like, what? <laughs> the Goonies is awesome. Really? The Goonies is I amazing. fucking hate the Goonies. What is wrong I with you? I can't stand I'm it. I'm not big on the Goonies either. I think it's super overrated. Too much I saw hype. the Goonies yeah, in the too theater. Too much hype. Fuck yeah. yes. You suck. I saw it this weekend because it was on BS. Too much hype, and I watch it every time it's on. We- we have this kind of long-running debate here yes. on the McSauce comic book podcast where we always compare the Goonies to the Monster Squad. I've never seen the Monster Squad. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of it. Okay, so... Stop the show. We're watching it right now. <laughs> I just watched the Monster Squad for, for the, the first, first time just in your life? Slow down. I can't. This is crazy. Slow down. <laughs> that face. I want to take a picture of your face right now. So... I watched it for the first time in about eight, nine years, something like that. And uh, I had, the last time I had seen it, I th- and I hadn't seen it for a long time until then, I thought, man, that did not hold up like I thought that it did. And then I saw it again, like about two weeks ago. And I was a lot more forgiving this time. But what it really did was it, it took me back I couldn't even believe how influenced my childhood is or was by that movie with like things that they said like like some of the terminology and lingo that they used like I don't know my my friends still to this day say he's gonna kill your son (laughs) all the time (laughs) 
that and uh, just like the way the kids all kind of swore and the stuff. The callous use of faggot. Yeah, faggot. Like yeah, throw that thing we, around like it's nothing, right? Did did they Can't say these days? Did they say dickweed in it too? Because I'm pretty sure dickweed's in there. I think dickweed is Bill and Ted's ex. No, 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 no. I think I still say dickweed. Should we still say dickweed because of Bill and Ted? We should. When they're in, back. when they're in uh, the haunted house, when Frankenstein gets the ceiling dropped on him, I'm pretty sure there's a dickweed in that moment thrown around. But like everything from that to like how cool I remember Rudy being in it, and I, like holy shit, like I gotta like at least give it nostalgic points that I wasn't giving it before. But anyway, I didn't mean to veer off the off the Star Trek path there. I don't remember where we were. Uh, I have no idea. Oh, we were talking about we the first JJ movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and also uh, on your podcast, you mentioned that. You, you proclaim that J.J. left the Star Trek franchise in a worse place than he found it. And I thought that was he, a bold statement. That's jumping ahead a little bit, like through a warp drive. Wormhole. But, well, wormhole. I'm just trying to bring us back into okay. the world. Cool. So, so, so tell me about first the first film first and one's then the good. second. First one's really good. I think that what the first movie did... Okay. He took it and he... he Put it, brought it to a better place than when he found it at that moment. Because where was it before that? It there was, was no Star Trek movies. Nobody's talking nothing. about. Okay, it was nothing. The thirtieth like, anniversary came in two thousand six with no hype, no celebration, not even conventions or anything like that. It was just gone. There was uh, the. It needed a break. Here's what it is, and. I don't know, you're a Marvel guy, you can maybe speak to this a little bit, but it was doing, in the 90s, what Marvel's doing now. There were multiple series running concurrently, series of feature films running, all tied in with each other continuity-wise, which is why I think the thing that hurt Insurrection is the fact that it was the most inconsequential story that the feature film could have had. You needed to have a bigger story that mattered more instead of this sort of side story that they were telling. I almost feel like that's like was, that's how I felt about Age of Ultron. To be honest with you, it was just it insurrection was, just, was the Thor um, the underworld Thor the dark to, world the dark world to to Star Trek. To Star Trek. Was like, was, I love Insurrection. I thought that was a pretty good movie. In, insurrection is your but, favorite Star Trek when, movie. When yeah. JJ's <laughs> Star Trek came out, what JJ Star Trek did was that, was that the longest drought ever in the history of Star Trek? No, no the longest drought. The original series went off in '69. There was an animated series in the early 70s, which only lasted like 24 episodes. They get spoofed on the current Ninja Turtles cartoon, which is fantastic. I've not seen it. Haven't watched Ninja Turtles since the 80s. I miss it. Loved the original Ninja Loved that series in the 80s. It was amazing. Um, then, no movie till 79. So really, in terms of live action, a 10-year gap. That was the longest gap. Okay. So between... Uh, Enterprise going off the air and J.J. was a four-year gap. Oh, man. It felt like longer. Yeah. All right. So J.J.'s first movie comes out. It's a success. It's, it's a success. It kind of injects new life into it Star It injects Trek. new life by doing two things. One, yes, bringing some of that Star Wars-esque energy into it. But also, I think, in terms of its tone, really capturing the tone of the original series. Which not even the classic uh, original cast movies did. Because the tone of those movies was far more somber. It was yeah. more about mortality, we're getting older, we're losing our shit. This was fun, it was funny, there was a lot of humor. 
sometimes a step or two too far. I think like the slapstick kind of stuff. I'm not a fan of the swollen hands bit mm, and that yeah, kind of yeah, shit. I feel it. But you know, it had that that sense of adventure, that sense of fun. We're gonna go find shit. We're gonna do shit. And the characters, the way they interacted, was all just felt right. What about what was your take on? Uh, making sure that it was tied into the real Star Trek continuity as opposed to being a true relaunch. I'm thinking about it in retrospect, I almost think you could have just done a true relaunch because they really changed a lot anyway. Like, Captain Pike is a father figure to Kirk in this one, whereas in the original he was the same age. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, I don't know how resetting the timeline makes Captain Pike 30 years older, but whatever. <laughs> um... But, you know, that kind of nitpicky shit. But, you know, I loved, again, I get sentimental. I loved seeing Nimoy up there. It's the first time I'd seen him in anything in a long time. Because he had retired completely. He hadn't mm-hmm. done anything except take pictures of eggs. Fringe. Now, Shatner... Well, actually, he... Well, technically, we saw him as Bell first, but he shot the Star Trek movie first. They Did delayed. Really? They delayed the release of that because of the writer's strike. That movie was supposed to come out at Christmas in gotcha. 2008. So Shatner also lobbied to get into that movie, but from what I heard, he kind of turned his back on it initially, He um, and then had second thoughts. He What had happened was they had actually written him apart. Yeah. When that final scene between Spock and Spock occurs, younger Spock is not quite convinced that his future should be on the Enterprise. He wants to go back with older Spock and bang three chicks at a time and have multiple babies so they can repopulate their species. Fuck. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, but what they were going to have was this, I guess, video recording of Shatner as Old Kirk uh, sending a message to Spock. And this would have been the day that Old Kirk died in Generations. And it would have been this, like, sentimental message that he sent to Spock saying, I'm going to do this and just wanted to say, hey, whatever. But they decided to cut it from the script. There was no real contact between either party. Shatner never really lobbied to be in it, and they never offered it to him. Uh-huh. It was just, that was mostly internet conjecture. There was a scene that was written, that scene did leak, and that's about the end of that. Yeah. Would you have <laughs> liked to have seen that included in the I film? I, it would have felt like fan service, I think. Yeah. Well, to me, like fan service you don't sometimes. Think to me, Nimoy felt like fan service. I think the way he was weaved into the plot, no, and I'll tell you why. Because. I don't know. Maybe it's just the difference between Shatner and Nimoy. Shatner is such an attention whore, and Nimoy, not really, you know? And the strange thing, the, the one of my favorite scenes in that movie is where he's with Chris Pine, and Chris Pine's about to be mop, and the, the, they share the look together, and Nimoy sells the fact that he's looking at his friend, even though these two actors have never met. And I think that moment really... Uh, justifies his presence in that movie to me. <clears throat> See, I, I, I always liked the way that, like, I don't think the Nimoy presence was fan service. I like the way that they weaved up, weaved all that in mm-hmm. because it it fit. Would that be wove or is it weaved? Wove, weaved. I'm woven, just look. Weaving. This is the McSauce Dictionary weaving. podcast. Grand I mean, we've podcast. established that Paul lacks intelligence, so it's podcast. okay. We're just well, trying to help you. Well, this is dummy table talking to dummy table here, me and Matt. Fuck me, kettle. Well, like I, I never had a problem with with Nimoy's interaction. I felt like it was a good way to tell the fans, hey, don't get your fucking nerdy panties in a bunch. Like, 
all this matters. This is this is Star Trek, and it would it really made sense to just break off in a brand new direction. Yeah, because then you're not tied to that original continuity. But when they get into, into darkness, and then they do all the same shit they did. Yeah, I know. Con, and then they bring Nimoy back. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. You had a clean break. Yeah. After the first JJ movie, you Tell had a clean break. Story. Do whatever you fucking this, want. This, the, the world is your universe is your oyster. Do whatever. And then they're like, no, we're still beholden to all this old continuity. I'm like, you guys, Star Trek Into Darkness felt like fan fiction in a lot of ways. And I listened to an interview with uh, the Ro- worst kind of Ro- Roberto Orsi on a, a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> did I did to. Kirk fuck uh, Spock or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the worst kind of fan fiction. Guys. Fan fiction Isn't that is, what fan fiction yeah. is? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, no, he said that they approached the story without using any classic villain. They came up with the corrupt admiral, the younger the younger officer being out there doing the terrorist stuff. There was no mention of Khan. And then when they finished plotting the story, they decided, well, let's see if we can make this about Khan. So they basically shoehorned Khan into a story that like wasn't about Khan. Like retroactively went in. And, and it yes, felt that way, too. It felt that way. It kind of did, yeah. Now, I'll tell you this, because I didn't follow the production or listen mm. to interviews or anything like that. Yes. And and I'm not intimately familiar with the original Wrath of Khan. Yeah. I didn't know that was going to be Khan. I didn't mm. know it until he said it right there in the movie. I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. I think but at everybody... the same time, it didn't feel very natural. Yeah. You know, it like he, he had this big exposition on it and mm-hmm. then he explained who he was you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of like an anime you know how like in anime all the characters have that ridiculously long exposition and then they do their action or whatever that's what it felt like to me the reason why fans felt like it was going to be con is the first film was so successful how can you top this the only way that you can top this mm. the only way you can bring the level up is to to bring in the most iconic villain right. that the Star Trek <clears throat> universe has, which is Khan. My, my and it just felt yeah, so cheap and shoehorned. My my contention, like I said, do one of two things: either go balls to the wall with Khan, like without pussyfooting around it, just it's like Khan. straight up the reliant fucking there. everything. Boom. We find Khan, and Khan is fucking shit up. Or don't do Khan. But have, I think the bones of that story with the corrupt admiral, with the post-9-11 allegory, all that shit they were doing, they were on to something. Yeah. I really feel that they were, but they just veered off in that direction. And then it's almost like they didn't know how to end the movie, and they said, we need to end this like Wrath of Khan, so let's have Khan, and then we'll have the Wrath of Khan ending. Which, as soon as... Oh, <laughs> I'm remembering my feelings having seen this, which the whole... As pleasant as my experience seeing the first J.J. was with the people who knew Zachary Quinto was, the second movie, I was in the Galleria Mall, and the fire alarm kept going off. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> I got free tickets out of it, but still. It was so, annoying. But, um, hold on. Let me, go. No, no, no problem. Um, when yeah, there... No, no, we're good. There was... There's verbatim dialogue from Wrath of Khan in that scene. Man, that's yeah. Tough. Whenever that's tough. Scotty's on the radio and he says, "You better get down here. You better hurry." That was McCoy's line in Wrath of Khan. And as soon as that's there, I'm like, "Fuck." Then you get there and Scotty says, "We'll flood the whole compartment," which is exactly what they said in Wrath of Khan. I'm like, "Why are you doing this?" And then he dies. Kirk dies. Spoiler alert. And then he comes back to life within ten minutes. 
And that's the big problem with that movie. Yep. I I get the symmetry for both stories. Same dialogue. Different characters say it. You're going through all this stuff. Mm. All this, you know, the, the emotional sacrifice of Kirk. Yeah. I'm all in. I know what you're doing. I saw Wrath of Khan. I get it. I'm less moved by it this time. Right. But I understand. And I will say this. When I, I, re- when I rewatched Wrath of Khan after Nimoy died, bawled like a baby. Right. But when you bring Kirk back ten minutes later, mm-hmm. when you know going into that death scene that, oh, well, they fucking foreshadowed the serum yeah, 15 exactly. minutes ago. Yeah. Why are we even fucking doing this? Yeah, why man. are you even doing In this? In fact, I was there with my wife, and she said, oh, Khan's blood. I'm like, oh, yeah, Khan's blood. Right. Which, this is this is the problem with the J.J. verse. If you're going to kill Kirk, kill Kirk, and, like, legitimately kill Kirk, and at least leave him dead until this third movie. Yeah. Yeah, fucking go for it. Yeah. Do it. Go all the way with it. Chris Pine isn't that big of an actor hmm. that we can't write him out of a franchise. <laughs> At least give the illusion that maybe that could happen. I know you're a big Chris Pine fan. I'm a Chris Pine fan. Pulls their fucking horses. I'm just saying. And yeah, they're not really gonna kill. They're not gonna kill Chris Pine. Yeah, I I get it. But I mean, make us wait. Give us the suspense. Make us wait at least. We are. There is no suspense anymore. If they we can't have suspense anymore. If they would have done that, if they would have killed him and left him dead, and left him dead. I think that movie would have been a lot better in spite of the whole con thing and the mm-hmm. way that he felt shoehorned in because it would have had a, an impactful ending that it would have felt like very Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have had that, that ending that you don't get in, in movies anymore. No, you don't. I mean, when you, was the last no. time we had an ending that was like, what the fuck? I expected Age of Ultron to end on a sour note where Cap and Tony... Are at each other's throat, and they're right. fucking sucking each other's dicks. It would have made that logical movie. sense leading into what's going to happen. I know. In the next movies. And now we, and now we, we were just s- like, but instead Larry. we got yeah. another applause for Bill Burr. Tip your waitresses. We'll see you later. <laughs> Larry thought they were going to be each other's necks, but instead they were at each other's ass necks. Yes. <laughs> they're hairy ass necks. They're ass oh, necks. So I like the yeah. hairy ass neck. <laughs> you know what an ass neck is, right? No. I don't. Larry, tell him what an ass. I'm assuming it's a dick, but no, it's not. It's okay. it's a taint. It's the little section of. It's the neck of your ass. It's it's like in between. Is this something that we say? Is it in between the scrotum sack and yeah, the anus? Yeah, it's in between the there. balls and the butthole. I hate the, the, the ass neck. Term taint. I hate it. Well, I think we it's clearly a can use ass, ass neck. neck. The, well, just the the space between your balls and your asshole in general is not. Fertile ground for comedy. I don't think it's ever funny. It's not something it's that we can stupid. label. It's fucking dumb. Taint. The whole the whole business of it is fucking stupid. You so think, you're not into the taint business. Be no, better than that. No, be better than taint. Okay, classy uh, McGinty. What is the the what is the the funniest body part then? Since the the taint is off limits, Sir Paul. Paul's dick is hilarious. I don't think it's the taint. I think there's a. I think the asshole's pretty funny. It really is. <clears throat> See that? The you asshole's have, pretty. You just good. have to say it. The butthole. The butthole. The butthole. Yeah. Cornhole. There are more. So names many good for names it. for it. Yeah. Yeah. The butthole's really where it's at. Having your salad tossed. It's having your ass. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Your rusty sheriff's badge, your blue I prefer sir. Yes. You prefer what? Sir. I know where you would go with that. What'd you say? 
I said, I prefer syrup. <laughs> you haven't Chris seen Rock Chris, Chris Rock talk about that's having your salad sauce? He talked about prison sex. I don't get what's syrup. That's black you, stuff we wouldn't understand. It it's a family. <laughs> I'm also the black guy. It's a, that's what happens when you sit on this side of the table. Well, I mean, I am the segregation. Italian, I guess that's yeah. No, it's well, a famous Chris Rock joke. Okay, but it's, I don't. He talks what about are you? tossing a salad is having your asshole eaten out. I know that part. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, and the joke is with either jelly or syrup. I, I prefer, prefer syrup. syrup. Oh, That's okay. the joke. Now, what do you think is Jesus the funniest Christ. part? I thought Asnick was kind of funny. Asnick is well, funny, but Asnick nobody knows what it is. Yeah, it's I, terminology, you know, it's you know, it doesn't funny. have a good name. But like, what's? But you asked me what the funniest body part is. Well, but you said you know the, you made it from. sound like <laughs> that's true. The butthole, the butthole is probably king. But the ass neck's good, man. It's right there on the on the fringes. I think it's played out. Of the bottle, of the king. I think it's played out. I feel like it got played out with Dane Cook, and it's still played out right now. Anything involving It shouldn't Dane. have its own name. Anything involving Dane Cook is played out. Yeah, Dan, you know, Dane Cook had a new uh, comedy special for the first time in, like, four years or something. And I was kind of looking forward to it, because I thought he might bounce back and kind of be funny again. And, uh, nah. I never no. thought he was funny in the first place, though. He had his no moments. I haven't seen any of his comedy in a long time, yeah. but I think he got beat up unnecessarily. Yeah. A lot of people were... He got too big upset, too right? Upset that he was a MySpace comedian that rose yeah. up that way, and then he was doing well, people, the, the garden People criticized him because he stole jokes. <laughs> Funnily enough, one was... About an Ass itchy asshole. With syrup, apparently. Asshole. Okay, you can't, you, you can't You can't beat it. Now, Larry. Yeah. Yes, sir. Do you have any final Star Trek thoughts? Yeah, other than curing death is stupid. Um, but Ian was going to talk to me about how I said that it was left in the worst place. And the reason yes. for that, and I don't know that you can fully blame J.J. Abrams for this, but when he left, it was basically decided that Roberto Orsi would be the director of the next Star Trek movie, having never directed a minute of anything. So he's directing and Simon Pegg's writing. No, he's not directing. You're miss- he was going to write and direct. A year into that, he got fired, or he stepped down. But it's a better producer. Who- J.J. He- chose him to do it initially? Well, it was... Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so he, get- he got fired. He gets fired. He's still technically a producer, but... He's not that involved in the production now. They hired Justin Lin, who directed four of the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. Of which I've seen half of one of them. You know what's not in Star Trek? You know what, though, guys? Let's Cars. Just... <laughs> Let's be fair, though. Actually, there was a the, Corvette. The people that make... Uh, what's the show called? Community College with Chevy Chase? Community. Or? Community. Community. That... Well, I went with the long version. He directed a couple of those, right? He made um, Captain America the Winter Soldier. No. Oh, uh, the Russo The Russo brothers. brothers. Yeah. yeah. I love right. Winter Soldier. Yeah, but. <clears throat> well, my point is, sometimes guys that don't exactly have the resume for this stuff end up really yeah. making great stuff. Well, I will say this. He is saying the right like things. Like Josh Trank. Yeah, exactly. We've... There was a lot to that. But he's, he's saying the right things. He talked about loving Star Trek growing up. 
Um, my fear is one, it's being really rushed because they want to have it out for the fiftieth anniversary. They just finished thing. it. Correct? They just finished shooting. Yes. Um, so I don't know. Like again, cautious optimism. I will go into this with an open mind, and it will be what it will be, and I will have my opinion. And it will be objective, as objective as it can be. See, I'm going in with a little bit more optimism because I kind of enjoyed the first two. But, mm. like, the thing that I feel that these movies did really well to this point was establish the Klingons as the main baddies of this universe. And we've only gotten kind of like little. Those are great teas. Little tastes, yeah. right? This one, it's got to be the full blown war. It's Is that be. what they're doing? Is Adris Elba. A villain? Is he a Klingon? Andrew Silvan is... I, I don't know what he is. We have not seen any images. He's being very coy about it. He says that it's not going to be what you expect. I, I don't know would what like him means. just to be like the leader of a Klingon. He doesn't have to be any specific Klingon. But if it's not what we expect, expect, and we expect him to be the leader of the Klingons... It's not going to be that. He's going to be the, the new the science officer. Now he's, you know what I think he's going to be? I think he's going to be someone who starts good and goes bad. That's what I'm thinking. I think he might be a Starfleet character. When you expect it to go the other way? No. I think this is going to be like a tragic story. I don't want a tragic story at this point in the yeah. start. I just want a straight-up Federation fighting the Klingon story. Yeah. Let's just do that. Let's mm -hmm. have it be straightforward. Yeah. And you can... And the thing about the Klingons was, you know, they were designed to be a Cold War metaphor, U.S., U.S.S.R. You can bring that into the modern age and have your political allegory as well. Cold War's heating back up. Yeah. Putin. Putin. ISIS. So. I don't think they're very cold. I think they're pretty fucking hot. It's pretty warmed up. They're pretty hot. Yeah, they come in hot. Mm. I Other actually, political things. I, I love Sharpley's face as he said... Putin, Putin, whatever his name is. <laughs> and then he goes, ISIS? And his eyes get real big like, how about that shit? I just pulled that out of my ass. ISIS. Because no one's talking about ISIS right now. <laughs> you guys didn't even think of you that. You guys don't know about that. I'm pretty sure your president Maybe. talked about him today. My president? How <laughs> This is what I have to put I out right there. I'm sorry. They don't even know Chris Rock jokes. Fuck them. Ian, I'm with hey, you. Hey, did you see... That black guy who are Adam Sandler, Kevin James are old guys now. What the fuck are those movies called? Grown ups. Grown ups. Yeah, like how dare you? Those are the worst. Grown ups one was good. Grown ups two. No, it wasn't. It was fucking. No, Grown ups one was fucking terrible. It's terrible. Grown ups two was like. I didn't even see Grown ups two because Grown up hang out and tell jokes. Grown ups one was people who go on vacation to hang out and tell jokes. Yeah, exactly. Same fucking movie. Yeah. Grown-ups 2 is really bad. Irish Hammer hasn't made a good movie since 1999. That's what I Waterboy? Uh, Big Daddy was pretty good. I'm in support of Kevin James and Chris Rock. Not I love, so much Adam. I love Chris Rock. Not yeah, a, I haven't seen... Have you seen... Well, is it Top... Is it Top 5? Top 5. I haven't seen Top 5. I haven't seen that either. Top but top 5? So, Chris Rock movie. Some black shit. Hey, that's what we're on. Right Larry, here. I want to kind of come full circle God, here. Yes. We're, we're, we're starting to wind Rock down movies. here. Yeah. And uh, you guys mentioned top five, and you were earlier talking about like top, like Star Wars. Maybe not making my top five. Cracks the top ten. You didn't say it would make your top ten. I said it, it's. He, he said, said it easily maybe. Makes I said maybe, but I hadn't really thought about it. I haven't really thought about it. 
But I'll think such, about it now. It's such dangerous ground. It really is. Star Wars. I like Star Wars. So what, right, what's in your top five? Yeah. Can we go? Do you want to go from the bottom to the no, top? No, I got to start talking. Okay. Obviously, Star Trek is my favorite thing. I'm trying to think of things I like better than Star Wars. And I've been fighting with uh, my brother-in-law, Josh, our mutual friend, about this. Because he proclaims that unless Star Wars is your absolute favorite thing, then you're a hipster. And You don't strike me as a hipster. Uh, thank no you. No offense. No, there's nothing hipster about I that. don't take that as offense. <laughs> I don't want to be a hipster. <laughs> I don't think a guy who likes classic rock and... Star this seems Trek. very unhipsterly attribute. There is nothing yeah. hipster about your Led Zeppelin t-shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing that ironically. I am. I hate Led Zeppelin. Now Ian's Rocco's Modern Life t-shirt, however. Hipster. Total hipster. Dabs. Well, and his guy's got the beard. I uh, made my dog Rocco, fuckers. It's cold. If anybody's a hipster, it's you, sir. Get the fuck out of here. DC and Pepsi for life. Mainstream, son. What's your favorite band? Matchbox 20. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Fuck you. You're right. Okay, sorry. I was hoping for something hipstery. Well, I guess technically it's Jimmy World at this point, but... That's not even hipster. Yeah, that's not, not even they're, hipster. They're pretty, they're pretty poppy. Right. Yeah. Okay. I like Star Trek better than Star Trek. If Wars. I said fist fight at the Riot Club or whoever that asshole Brian likes, that would be hipster. Brian's a hipster. Larry. Yeah. Star Trek, number one. Number two. All right, in no particular order, but... To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, Big franchise. No. <laughs> they made. They did make that sequel book, which apparently was so offensively bad that they turned Atticus Finch into a racist. Because that makes sense. I always thought he was. I don't know about... Yeah. He was oh, acting the, the entire first book. Yeah, he was pretending. He was just doing his job. Bond? Yeah. Top five? Yeah. Number two? <sighs> Maybe. Daniel Craig brought it back for me. I had weaned off of it for a while. Uh, the Pierce years didn't grab me, but Daniel Craig brought me back. And right now, and that's what sparked the debate between me and Josh, was I said that Spectre, the new Bond movie, was the movie I was most excited for this year. Because it is. I like the logo. And it doesn't logo. And it doesn't mean I'm not excited about Star Wars, because I am. And I, I am going to see it. I don't know when exactly, because I'm going to be out of town that weekend visiting Cadwell. But... Where does he live at? Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh definitely has movie theaters. It 100%. does, but we're, we're going to be busy doing things. He's graduating from college with two master's degrees because one wasn't enough. And uh, You know what goes well with two master's degrees? Star Wars! Two tickets to The Force Awakens. You know what the McSauce comic book podcast doesn't have? Master's degrees. <laughs> but we got Force Awakens tickets. Yes. Almost didn't even have those. We got that shit done. And we got a time that we like, too. I, okay. I like, I, okay, I like Bond better. I like Indiana Jones better. I can't I, believe you like Bond better than Star Wars. I would slap you in the mouth. Go ahead. See what happens to you, bitch. You wouldn't kick my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you realize me. I was going to say, you're very just close. let it happen. I was <laughs> like, all right. Please. I'm just slapping in the mouth. <laughs> that was, that's what's most threatening, is he was like, go ahead. <laughs> Passively, go <laughs> Star Trek, Bond, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Jones. Um, now, do you consider Batman and Superman one thing because it's DC? Or I think Batman is so big he can roll by himself. Batman is 
definitely in my top. Batman might actually be my number two, actually, now that I think about it. Batman, Batman comics, film, or just whatever. the whole Gotham ball. Batman's probably the only comics I've read in my life. I love Batman. So, fuck yeah, Batman. Anything. Batman. I'll watch the bad Batman. I'll watch fucking Joel Schumacher. Okay, no. Um, <laughs> when Batman's done well, it's done really fucking when Bat- well. Batman, at its peak, is amazing shit. It is so good. I'm with you on that. So, yeah, that's... So what do I have? Star Trek, Batman, Bond, Indiana Jones, probably LOTR. <laughs> Star, Wars. Star Trek doesn't make the top five. Or Star Wars. Yeah, Star Trek's yeah, number one. Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've softened on that recently, but when that shit was happening in the early 2000s, I was so in on that. Did oh. you enjoy The Hobbit? I, I did. I liked the first movie a lot. I think... The decision to make three movies hurt it, the three it's movies. It's felt. Yeah. It's felt, yeah. I think. Yeah. I feel like... I love uh, Martin Freeman as Bilbo. I think he's incredible. I, I never read the book, but uh, at the same time, I feel like the second and third Hobbits mm-hmm. feel extended, whereas the mm-hmm. first one felt like as it should. Yeah. The first one was a nice, well-made movie, had a nice pacing to it. The second movie felt like a lot of filler. So. Absolutely, because it was like a, like a TV show, really. Like, Not or, or like a shitty TV like show. Oh, you said it. You're lucky. So, I love you. So number six, then. You guys are gonna hate me when I say this. No, go ahead, do it. You know it's I, your list. You know what I like better than Star Wars? Oh no, Quantum Leap. Oh, oh, you're. A- I can't hate on that. That's a great TV no, show. No, I'm not a big quantum leap. Are you fucking kidding me? No. You know why? Because there's no black people in it. it. Because that's what I love. I need black people in it. Well, quantum leap had a lot of civil rights stuff happening. He went back to the 50s and 60s. I don't all need the time. that. I don't need that. Here's the thing. If I need the people let represented. Me, let me put it to you this way. If all Star Wars was like The Empire Strikes Back, fuck yeah. But really, that's the one movie I love out of that franchise, and I think it is a masterpiece. Top down, I cannot think of anything I would change about it. It is among maybe the best movie of its type. I'm going to stop you right here and leave yes. Star Wars at number six. Uh-huh. Because I feel like the longer we keep this going, the farther Star Wars you're, is So you're cutting his list off? Down the ladder. Why, why don't run through the rest? Just so we know the other properties that we have to hate. Oh, okay. Well, Back I to mean, the Future? Yeah, well, Back to the Future. Yeah, more than Star Wars. Wars. Not overall. No. We're stopping at six. Star Wars, sixth best by Larry Ganny, host of the Guest Room Podcast. It's not bad. It's a good ranking. It's a solid ranking. I get you. That's got you one of the big bowl games. Yeah, absolutely. Rose Bowl? Or like, I mean, it depends on. Or what, like, there's a, a college bowl. Rent a car bowl. There's a college bowl playoff bowl playoffs now. Yeah. So if you get up there in the you got a chance. The top four, it has a fighting the chance. National Championship. It does. You could be Ohio State at four, rise all the way to the top. Never know. I would like to thank Larry Ganny for being our guest on this episode. Of Actually, Sauce Podcast. Let me interrupt you. In 2005, the Pittsburgh Steelers were the sixth seed, and they won the Super Bowl. Star Wars has a chance. There's a chance. 
to be the best. I don't know. Instead of win Larry's the win Larry's the Larry Bowl. <laughs> the Larry Cup. Yes. Larry, thank you for coming on tonight. Thanks. Thank of course. It's been an absolute Pleasure. blast. Pleasure. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. We'll see you next time.